Hey, it's Brian Curtis from The Ringer, and I want to tell you about the Press Box podcast. The Press Box is a podcast for anybody who likes news, whether it's about sports or politics or pop culture, and wants to understand how that news really gets made. We have new shows every Monday and Thursday. We have long interviews with everyone from John Krakauer to Joe Buck. Your social media feeds are bursting with information every day. Let us help you sort it out. Join us on the Press Box. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults, with 0 to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. You guys were chanting, yeah! Yeet! I don't like that. No I had to do some research really quick. I have to finish the story. All the nostalgia freaks out there are going to want the map. I'm in on this idea, but only if heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. You guys, we've, uh, we've got a bit of an announcement to start the show, mm-hmm. and it is this. We're going to cut right to it. We're doing another Ringer Wrestling Show meet and greet during WrestleMania week in Philly. Uh, so you get to see Hollywood in all his Hollywood glory. Uh, you get to see Cal, probably another fabulous hockey jersey. You get to see yes. Shoemaker, Kaz, uh, Rosenberg, SCG, Dip, uh, Troy, Troy the Goy will be in the house, which will be incredible. And uh, here are a couple of the details, and we'll keep reminding you as we get closer. But it is on Friday, April 5th, 2024. From 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Chickies and Pete's South Philly. Uh, the address is 1526 Packer Ave. Again, that's 1526 Packer Ave. It's about a mile or so away from Wells Fargo Center, so we can all roll to SmackDown together right after. But uh, it'll be the same deal as, as last year. You guys, if you remember last year's meet and greet, we all just hung out at Tom's Watch Bar. Uh, in LA Live, and we just hung out with with the people. The people came through, you guys. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. it, it was amazing to to see again. Being that we had only been podding for you know about four months or whatever at that time, it was ill to not only see the people, but see the people being like, "Hey, worldwide" or whatever. You know what I mean? So I I can't wait. And, and if you got a good worldwide, I I oh. want to hear it. I want to <laughs> hear em. it. 
Uh, but no, and Cheekies and Pete's, man, them crab fries. I, I, it's been a minute since I've been to one of those establishments, and uh, I cannot wait. Yeah, no, so that's what I keep hearing is is the crab fries are the truth. So Oof. I'm very excited about that. Uh, my wife is allergic to seafood, and I can't touch it. So when I'm, <laughs> when I'm away from her, it's uh, it's the closest I'll ever get to having an extramarital affair. You know what I mean? It's just eating <laughs> seafood <laughs> when she's that's not funny. around. I was that's not funny. expecting that. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, my, my wife's probably listening, so I love you. Okay, and so, but look, we're all going to hang out. You know, mm-hmm. we just want to, you know... Have a couple drinks, have a have a have a bite to eat right before SmackDown and the Hall of Fame, which is again mm-hmm. right down the street at the Wells Fargo Center, and uh, it's it's gonna be good. We'll keep reminding you, but roll through, uh, add it to your WrestleMania week calendar because I know that it's it's a there's a packed schedule, a so lot. we just want to let you know that we'll be out there. Um, you can it, I, what the highlights from from last year was someone had an old school cheap heat shirt, mm-hmm. like old school when when yes. Shoemaker was hosting that show from back in the day. So there was uh it was it was a great, great shirt. I think it was of, of Shoemaker, uh Rosenberg and SGG. Really, oh, wow. really vintage stuff. Uh just a phenomenal moment. But come through again, Chickies and Pete's, South Philly, five to seven, Friday, April fifth. And uh, we hope to see you there. But um man, thirty eight days until WrestleMania. <laughs> All right. You guys <laughs> And that's till mania. We ain't even talking about when we're gonna all be linked up. <laughs> Facts. Oh, it's yeah, good. No, less than that. It's, yeah. it's, it's less, less, less than that. Cannot wait. Uh, to shift gears a little bit uh, and downshifting a little bit. Uh, we, I, right before we hopped on, uh, we found out that, unfortunately, Virgil has uh, has passed away at the age of 61. And I wanted to toss it to you guys uh, for, you know, any any moments that stand out to you from, from Virgil's career as, as a wrestler, as a man, uh, and just kind of Let's, let's give Virgil some flowers here before we uh, kind of get to the rest of the show, Cal. Yeah. Hey, uh, rest in peace, Mike Jones, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many. Shouts out to everybody who who comments and tweets when when new episodes drop. I imagine we're around the same age. I don't know how many of y'all are black pro wrestling fans. I mean, for for you know, lack of any other way of saying it, it's Virgil was never. He was probably never supposed to be as important i think to black wrestling fans of a certain age as he really is it's 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 it was tough to find black pro wrestlers to watch at that time on tv and there was a lot of wwe programming a lot of programming in general and even then you knew and i hate to say it but at the time as a smart pro wrestling fan you knew that black guy may he may be a tag team champion he may even be like an intercontinental champion virgil won the 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 million dollar belt, which I don't know, it has a lineage, but I don't know if it was ever really a, one of his hardest photos is him with that thing on there. But I think the 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 thing with Virgil, even past the the lonely Virgil meme and 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 all the talks about you know him you know uh, needing money and you know the the way he would go about you know getting money at signings, whatever the case may be, um, I'll be damned if you you you. you do not give that man his flowers. It, it, it was too, at, at the time, it was too important to see him be able to be on TV, let alone be able to become a babyface and win. And I think there was a reason why AEW had to bring Soul Train Jones back. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why you, it's, it's, it's just, it's really tough when 
those types of folks who who have an actual impact to fans, I don't know right. if they'll ever get the, the recognition from the WWE or the wrestling industry that they really should. Because they they did he did a lot without ever really being able to do a lot. If you understand what I'm saying, you know, just him being there meant so much to people like me. And I hope, I hope while he was on this earth, he felt a little bit of that. Cause I know there's shout out to my squad. I know my squad. When I get off of here, shout out to Brian H. Water, shout out to Ben and anybody who's really a pro wrestling fan. If if you understand what makes someone like our truth entertaining, if you, uh, if you just understand the importance of why you should shout out black pro wrestlers during February as well as the rest of the year. Um, you have to give someone like Virgil, who was a, a unsung hero, a, 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 a hero that wasn't supposed to be a hero, for lack of a better term. You have to give him his flowers. Uh, rest in peace, Mike Jones. Absolutely. Brian H., anything you want to add to that? You, you know, I'm going to just uh, talk about time. I'm, the first time I met him, Virgil was the first pro wrestler I ever met in person. Uh, mm. It was Easter Saturday, 2004. I remember the date. Um, get ready to go to my godmother's house, but I had to get like a last minute Easter outfit or something. I'm 17 and I'm walking and, you know, I'm talking to my mother. I was like, my eyes lit up like a Christmas tree because at the time, like as big of a wrestling fan I am, I hadn't even been to my first wrestling show yet. So let alone mm. seeing a pro wrestler in person. So, right. I was like, man, they go Virgil. I'm, I'm going to go over there. Like, All right. And I go over to him. And I remember calling my Uncle Mike, rest in peace. And I was like, hey, Uncle Mike, I'm at East Point Mall. Virgil's here. And he's like, I'm going to come up there. And, you know, I don't know if he got a chance to, but I went over to him and I spoke and I had a wallet. And it's, I'm just looking. This is the autograph time. This is, we sure. had, camera phones are literally a year old at this point. Yeah. Um. But I went to grab in my wallet to see if I had some sort of paper for an autograph. And you know how when you buy a wallet, they got the little fake credit card <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I pulled out. And I said to him, I said, can you sign this? He's like, sure, man. And I told him, I said, you know, you're the first wrestler I ever met. I grew up watching you. I'm a fan. And I would see him another time, same mall. And I remember, you know, people come up and talk to him. And he talked to everybody. wasn't you know, acting like he couldn't talk to nobody. Talk to you want to talk to him about the business. And this is around the time WrestleMania 21, the worst Xbox game that ever came out. Um, <laughs> that had came out. And I was actually getting a replacement. And I went through like three replacements because the game was just that much of a defect. And I said, Can you sign this? I'm never trading it in. And he said, nah. Oh man, don't BS me. You go trade it in. I did. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I kept the case. I kept the case. I lost it, unfortunately. But that was mm. like my memories. And then meeting him at an RCW show again. And shout out to my brother, Dwayne. He tried to recruit him to be, um, you know, it, Dwayne being six foot seven, a former basketball player. He said, well, you, you're about six feet seven, you know, maybe. And I said, and the joke was like, he's trying to take you on the road, bro. He about Thanks. to reignite um, <laughs> who he Soul is. And, and, and this was a time when Teddy... Ted DiBiase Jr., uh, if we could say that name on his podcast, uh, mm. was up through the ranks, him and Cody. And I remember saying, I thought Teddy was better. I know the internet is going to crush me for this one. <laughs> and Virgil agreed. <laughs> he agreed, you know. And he just talked about, you know, just it, it, the wrestlers and the product. And, and that was the first time I ever had an experience of watching independent wrestling 
with a former WWE superstar. And it was a fun time, (laughs) to say the least. That's incredible. Well, shout out again, shout out to Virgil, man. You know, it's um, it's always a bummer when we kind of have to reflect and give their flowers after the fact. But yes. uh, again, I think both of your guys' memories about him specifically and what he's meant to you as a wrestling fan um, just goes to show exactly what kind of impact he's he's made. You know, what I mean, and I hope he he got to know that um, right. as you know after his career and, and thereafter. So shout out to Virgil, man. Rest in peace. Um, thinking of you today, thinking of him and his family. Um, but let's talk some more wrestling. because We, we mm-hmm. got some stuff to get into. Yes, let's do. kick things off with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the most interesting headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, let it fly. First up, Bully Ray has pitched Seth Rollins' betrayal for Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Now, Bully isn't the first person I've heard talk about this, but I wanted to pick both of your brains on on what one, if it's realistic that this will happen, and then two, the fallout of it. So, Brian, I'm going to start with you because I know you're hoping this is going to happen. Uh, you are unabashed in your in your uh, hope that Roman Reigns will keep the title up uh, at post post Mania. Mm-hmm. Is this going to? What are the odds that this happens? That that Seth Rollins, this whole thing has been a charade and that he ends up costing Cody his opportunity night two of WrestleMania. Oh man, I could say maybe 50%. And Ooh, coin flip. Yeah. Oh, coin flip. Coin flip. You know, there's always a thing of like rivalries that don't need the title. So mm. that's one of them. Even though a title feud for them would be next level. But this also kind of feels like a feud that you can keep going because of the way, you know, what happened. Like, Seth attacked Cody before Cody could gracefully take the shelf yeah. after um, Hell in a Cell. And then the pleading and the bargaining. And if he loses the World Heavyweight Championship earlier that night or the night before, it could be one Which of is possible. Things. Yeah. Which is very like, possible. I lost everything. And yeah. I want to, and you think you're a dusty kid? No, you know, I'm the real dusty kid because he believed in me more than you. Kind of same what Roman said. Roman um, said, yeah. And then, you know, there's also the fact Roman said, my little brother, he didn't, there's no hatred there. He just knows right. he's better than him. There's so that, there's that, there's still love, lo- like, I don't want to say love loss, but there's still brotherly love there. Mm-hmm. So, sure. He could be this whole thing because Seth Rollins, for some reason, can't keep the bloodline's name out of his mouth. No. He brought it up to Drew McIntyre. He keeps bringing it up to Cody Rhodes. For all we know, he could be somebody who has a house on the island of relevancy. So, wow. Oh, he's running space. Look at you. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, Cal, let, let's, let's now say that this happens, right? Seth turns on Cody. And now we are living in a post-WrestleMania 40 world where Roman Reigns is still the champion and potentially Seth and Cody are feuding, assuming Uh Seth has lost his world heavyweight title. Is that good for WWE? Is that good for storytelling? Is that good for Seth? Is that good for Cody? Where where do you fall on that? I I don't think it's bad. I think the the only way it's bad is for the people who... Rock would probably be calling Cody crybabies. You know what I'm saying? The people who want this story to be finished, 
at uh, in Philly would be the ones who'd be the most pissed. But I mean, arguably, and I'm not saying it's a, any any story is more or less important because I would imagine there's only one story that people really care about. But I Cody and Seth they, they never really finished their thing, right? Like they they were feuding, and then Cody left, and then Cody came back, and Seth was a champion, right? Or was going to be champion. Yeah, they was they well, were giving go after the title. They was yeah. getting the tournament started. Cody was beefing with Brock. Cody was beefing with other people. Then they had all this went. Co- this Cody was in the tournament, right for the mm-hmm. for the championship, and he and ended Brock up losing like in the first first or second round. Yeah, but it was Brock that. So I I yeah. think I mean I, again I'm not saying this is what people want, but I mean, there, there is, I always feel like the other shoe's going to drop whenever Seth looks at Cody. When they were in Perth at, at the Grayson Waller effect, when, after I saw Seth hit that curb stomp, I was waiting to see if he was going to charge at Cody. I mean, you know, I, I, it's there. Cause I don't think, I don't think Seth is, I mean, God, this, the, 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 the Biggest understatement of 2024. I don't think Seth Rollins is a team player. He's the one that, you know, stabbed the whole the whole shield in the back. I mean, at a certain point, especially if he's champion, I don't know. I don't, hey, I don't know if he cares about Cody Rhodes like that because this is a, a lot of this is keeping him on the other side of the fence so he can still do his thing. Right. But we also, I'm, at, at the end of the day, we don't know what's Seth Rollins' plan. Like, let's be real. What do you think Seth Rollins is really doing aside from being a dope wrestler and being champion? We have no idea what his goals are right now. So he could be trying. Again, I think there's enough space for it, even if it's going to piss people off. But I'll be fine with it because I need Roman to at least hold that title to beat a certain record later this year. <laughs> and then I don't care what happened. I know. Oh. So that's that's what Bully was talking about, too. The um the he who shall not be named. Yes. Why? But yeah. <laughs> Brian's Brian, Brian's flexing and ripping his shirt off. Um, right, right, but right. <laughs> so we all know who it is. But it's again, it's interesting. I just look. I'm, I think I'm going to look at it from the fan perspective mm-hmm. for real, real quick before we get into the actual storyline of it. So I remember the week of Mania going in until we all met up. I was like, oh, Cody's winning it. I was looking at betting odds like an idiot. I was like, he's minus 500. I should put some money on Cody Rhodes. And then I remember the first show we did in studio last year. It was, I think we were we were all there. It was Kaz there, Shoes was there, us, we were there, Kerm. And then everyone, everyone except me picked Roman yeah. to win the title. And that's where I had to like look at myself in the mirror and say, oh my God, I think this isn't going to happen, is it? <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone else outside of the ring of wrestling bubble, all my wrestling fan friends were like, oh yeah, Cody's going to do it. <laughs> right? And I was like, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm in this I'm in this other bubble where it That's doesn't see... And then when it happened, when Cody or when Roman retains, the vitriol and the hatred that was just littering my phone, <laughs> that was the shock, the anger, was mm-hmm. something I wasn't really fully expecting. Now, if if the reaction to when Rock was potentially taking Cody's place was any indication of what this reaction would be, mm-hmm. I think it would be wild. Hell it would yeah. be 10 times what it was last year. So now all that being said, there are seeds being planted there that it is possible, right? One, Seth always keeps referring back to, he's not shy to one, to your point, he always has a bloodlines 
name in his mouth. Right? He's always talking about the bloodline. Two, he's always talking about how he may have created Roman, which is actually very true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was the first person to hit with that chair. Yeah. And then now he keeps he's referring to himself as the architect, right? He's just reminding us that, yeah, I, he's orchestrated a lot of shit right. you know, throughout his career. And I, there's always this thing with Cody's just always one-upping him in these nice, in these, in these friendly banter moments that they have, right? Like Seth makes the announcement at Elimination Chamber. Hey, I'm days away from from coming back. Tap, he's tapping his knee, and then Cody takes the mic and says, "Hold on, I also have an announcement. I'm challenging The Rock." You're like, whoa, bro! Can we get? Can we let Seth have a moment? <laughs> just let, let this breathe. let this breathe. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, what are the headlines? Cody challenges The Rock everywhere right mm-hmm. not that you know there's the the minor stuff the minor headlines are out there seth seth stays away from recovering he's you know he's almost fully cleared so i i see it i i see the vision I, mm-hmm. and i can understand it i just man if again if if i'm almost terrified of what that raw after mania will be like mm-hmm. if cody isn't champion and that's Robin. You know what, though? There's been the theme in pro wrestling, right? Lately, player hater of the year. Mm. We, we saw that <laughs> with Christian Cage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We've seen that with AJ Styles. The funny thing that everybody keeps saying, you flew 20 hours. Even mm-hmm. Dave asked Kaz, like, would you hate somebody that much that you would fly 20 hours just to beat them up? Mm-hmm. Just right. for running. Who else better? Than to be the player hater of the year to take the cake that Seth Rollins taking Cody's opportunity. Because if we really think about it, right? When you look at history, it's Hogan Savage, Brett mm-hmm. Sean, yep. Austin Rock, Cena Orton, Roman Brock. Who is Seth Rollins' dance partner? Mm. It's Cody Rhodes. Right, they at least were, that's they, what they've, they've had a number of bangers too. They're, 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 those those string of matches that they had, they went three for three, were really and, great. And we during that trilogy, cooking yeah. it. So this is how we get you know WWE rivals just show Rock and Triple H. Mm-hmm. This is how we create the rivalry series of Rollins versus Rhodes. Yeah, but couldn't couldn't you, couldn't you do that? I mean, that'd be a great. I think if we were running this through AI, that's what it would, it would title it. <laughs> but couldn't they do that in a post Cody win world, right? Like say Cody wins, mm-hmm. Seth loses his and Seth goes to Cody and says, look, I had your back. Now you owe me. You could. Couldn't we go, couldn't we go that way? Then, then you could kind of build on that feud that you're talking about mm-hmm. with a title and you can kind of, and obviously that's, there's some, there's some cross show promotions happening and there's a lot of, you know, that's where it gets convoluted, but I, is that almost, you kind of give everyone a little bit of what they want? Because you I, could, I still, I still think you could turn Seth after that. I, I wasn't even thinking about Seth. Seth loses to Drew at Mania, gets pissed off and wants to screw Cody Rhodes. That's what we're thinking? I think mm-hmm. that's the, that's the rationale behind whatever, you know, Bully Ray is pitching Plus, or anyone who thinks that Seth's going to Plus him not choosing him. Right. Also that. And I think I think that could be a big thing. I I and that would be a great few without a title. I also I mean, my thing is my thought has always been 
The Rock was going to be the one to do it. Mm. Whether, whether The Rock screws Cody or The Rock screws Roman, uh, Roman would be retaining because of The Rock's interference because The Rock, was, Rock wanted that damn match. You mm. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've never seen Cody in, come into play, but I think that does... If Cody loses his title... I mean, if, if Seth loses his title, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and Seth wants... And the real feud at some point is going to be Seth and Roman for whatever belt, I would 100% believe Seth going down there and screwing Cody. He already went down there with the briefcase and screwed Roman. It was yeah. years ago. Like, again, Seth has a... There's a... There's a, a he's a history. Adam, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. got a history of this stuff. Right, exactly. Did you buy him at all on Raw? He cut, he cut that promo against Drew saying like he's changed because his he brought up his daughter which is like it's not he he doesn't go to that he doesn't pull that lever very often and right. look that may be the ultimate i'm trying to swerve you moment right we're like mm-hmm. yo i'm 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 pulling this and you're like oh yeah he is he is completely changed and then all of a sudden he's he's not he's, seth, he's, seth was the one who did, did he was he the one that called Matt Riddle a bitch and then asked him where his his his, his yes. kids wasn't seeing his daddy or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the anytime I, anytime I talk to anybody about Seth Rollins over the last four years, at some point that conversation always goes back to that episode in the Thunderdome. I believe it was a SmackDown or I don't remember if it was a Raw or SmackDown, but Seth had that white suit. He, was back, he had the he had the the black gloves on, but he had that white suit. But mm-hmm. the suit had the drips of paint. Go, it was all the colors of yeah. the rainbow going up and down. Everybody like that's the Joker right there. That's mm-hmm. the Joker. I mean, I Seth feels diabolical. He's got proof of being diabolical. I could totally see him having a hidden animosity for Cody Rhodes, and if losing a title, making him go over the edge. I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't and even thinking get, about Drew winning that title at Mania though, so I'm totally. Uh, I feel like that's like script. a. I mean, look, I I shitted myself earlier talking about betting odds, but the betting odds have Drew as the favorite, uh, and honestly, it makes sense. Um, it makes sense, and it makes sense to turn Seth back heel, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But is that almost? I don't know. It feels almost too predictable uh, that they would just he's flip him back. For- He's been a, a big baby face for a minute, though, at least a couple of years. Years? Has it been years? We, we it was it was October of 2022. Yep. When we were we went to Extreme Rules. And I believe Seth was supposed to be a heel. That oh, that's when he started che- to turn. So it's been they like were a year. Cheering yeah. That. So it's it's been, year and change. The actual change has probably been a year and change, but I think it's probably being a little closer to two-ish depending yeah. on when I, I would need to go back and see when people really started rocking with Seth like the music that. really took him yeah the singing his song and then the riddle stuff cause it the just, riddle the riddle stuff was big it, yeah. it kind of felt like we, we want to rock with him instead <laughs> yeah and yeah, yeah. that night when um he won the United States Championship from Lashley that was confusing cause it was like wait a minute did he just yeah Get right. everybody cheering him, and he went with it, directing the crowd. And then, you know, so because I mean, the people were singing a song, even when he got attacked in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But True, it went to new levels around that time period. You're talking about right, right, hundred yeah. percent. All right, well, 
it's I mean, I'm I'm not completely against it. I'm just I have some questions if they do kind of go down this lane. So I guess we'll keep an eye out. Um, next up here on High Spot Headlines, Chad Gable says it just quote means more to win the intercontinental title. Now, look, the, the intercontinental title picture is it's very it's very crowded. I think as we head into Mania, and I think that was very evident on last uh, this past week's Raw. Is let's start here, Cal. Is Chad Gable? Should he be the one at Mania to one get this match and two dethrone Gunther at forty? I I could see. I think if he gets the match at Mania, that run. If he gets the match at Mania, he's winning that title. If he gets a match at Mania and wins that title, that run is going to be fairly short. I don't see Gable being a champion mm-hmm. for a long time um, because I think the thing is is him winning that title like like he just the the quote is it means more that's the end of his story him becoming because i don't think right and i mean you know i don't i just want to be honest i don't know if wwe sees it for chad gable in the main event picture so i there's a that's one reason i know as to why that ic title probably means a lot to him but but it also feels realistic i just i don't know outside of him putting on dope performances with some of the future mid-card champions I, what else is the story there? There's hijinks, but you know, I, he's, he's going to be IC champion by survivor series. I don't know if I see that. Yeah. And so along with that, there, along with him, I should say, mm-hmm. there are a couple other contenders and Brian, I want you to rank who you would rather see one face Gunther at WrestleMania and, and potentially dethrone him. And we'll start here. So we'll go Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. We'll go Sami Zayn, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio. Those are the five names that were thrown into the mix, it seems, on Raw on Monday. <laughs> so who is number one on your power? And then rank, rank, rank it one through five. I, I know, know. I know who mine is. I, 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 it might be the same based on this the laugh way he's that you're laughing. I know yeah, exactly. Who is number one. Exactly. Who's your number yeah. one, Brian Eastwater. Say it. It's actually. I'm surprised, y'all, because it, it because you threw this person in there. He's my number one, and that's Big Bronson Reed. I oh, knew, I, I knew that was going to be your backup. That's not your number one. I knew it that is. was going to be your no, backup. because it, when, I'm trying yeah. to think logically, right? Mm-hmm. Personally, Dom is number one. Oh, yeah, Dom yeah. is number two in this sense. Because of Miami calling him out, yeah. but Big Bronson Reed, I, I feel like I'm waiting for that next level. And yeah, I'm biased because he's a supporter of Big Meat Classic. The big but, yes, absolutely. You know, I I I think he he's special. So he's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, Dom Mysterio. Like I said, Miami called him out. Andrade looking at him. I'm seeing you know, solid mid-card feud right there. Especially yep. because that's long-term storytelling. We remember yes. the road to WrestleMania last year. Yes. And he was, Dom was talking. And now Andrade's here. Like, so what you had to say? I ain't forget. <laughs> and then, um, number three, Damian Priest. Mm. I, I, I like Priest. I do feel like he needs something else. Who's the, four, who's the other two? I know the other one, Sami Zayn. He's number five for me. Yeah, Chad Gable and then Zayn. Uh, yeah. Damn. You know, no, nah, Gable's three. 
G- Gable, Gable's thing. Mm. Because I, I, I would like, it would come full circle. And I, we already know, like, WrestleMania would get a banger. And then I'm also thinking, like, the casual fan. So many people going, shoosh. Like, yeah. that's just going to go crazy. Yeah. Then, you know, I just think Sami Zayn's number five because it would feel like it would come out of nowhere. Been there, done that. Seen him as Intercontinental Champion. He was good, but he's not going to give me better matches than he was putting on with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Your hatred for Sami Zayn <laughs> since he turned on the bloodline is is wild. Hey, man, look, look what he's done. <laughs> he's, look, you got Jimmy and Jay on <laughs> opposite sides. You got Solo intimidating Roman in some aspects. Everything was fine. Now, we, you know, you got people questioning. Because of that, you got people questioning up the high chiefs um, symbol. So, nah, yeah, Sami got... Mm-mm. Sammy, Sammy was a shit stir for sure. He, he caused a lot of issues. <laughs> and issues with that family. While doing it, like trying and to play the innocent. Yeah, yeah. see right through you, Sammy Zayn. See right through you, <laughs> Snake. Uh, <laughs> on the Damian Priest front, so mm-hmm. when he came out, the I remember the people sitting around. I was so I was at Raw on Monday. The people around me were re- legitimately confused. <laughs> it was like, what is is he going to cash in right now? Like that that right. was, and obviously he didn't. And he, I don't think that's where he was going, but. <laughs> Let's let's touch on him real quick because he is a contender for this. It seems. What what is what are they doing with Damian Priest and the briefcase as well? Because you got to attach that to him. It, it seems very 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 confusing, and they seem to not know what to do exactly because I think they've waited too long at this point. Yes. Well, and I'm sorry to cut. You remember? No, no. Go ahead. It was it was it November October November when Seth was on that right after he won that title mm-hmm. and he was just on that roll they they've been talking earlier in the year about how Damian Priest was going to be one of those guys that was a dirt cheap report and then you started he got the Bunny in the Bank briefcase mm-hmm. they ended up getting the tag titles but I think you're right they waited too long for him to re- either really put in a push to get a shot or try and steal a, steal the title. Or just have him get a legit match. At this point, we're months past that. We're we're four months past that. And they 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 pin, I don't know what else you could put on Damian Priest to make him look like a main eventer that he doesn't look like right now. He's doing too much in the tag division. He's not the leader of his group, even though he tries to act like it. I I really don't understand what the Judgment Day is doing right now, aside from being the hottest faction. Like, realistically, like, you've got Rhea over here. We're waiting for Dom to get to that next level. And then kind of everybody else is just being in the main events of the TV shows and and being on the pay-per-views. Like, Damian Priest doesn't look like somebody who is going to be taking any title for, for me right now. But I could see him still being a number two or number three on this list of five people because of the judgment day and the briefcase. Like there's a, there's story to go there if you wanted to do that. But I, I think the Dominic Mysterio story makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, the, the Chad Gable story is fun, but like I said, there's a, there's a timeline on that. I don't, I, I, or time limit on that. I don't. I, I think that only goes so far into 2024 before that run is done. And it's, it's, you know, back to being the shoosh man only. Um, Bronson Reed's probably four for me. Um, it would be a dope, big meat classic style match at WrestleMania. Um, I I feel even less. Uh, uh, I, I think they'll be even less invested in making him a, a serious 
IC title contender, at least in terms of story. And yeah, Sami Zayn, for everybody who wanted Sami Zayn to beat Sami and Kevin to beat the Usos last year at WrestleMania, look what happened. Nothing. They held them titles, did nothing. He ain't been doing nothing. He get on TV, he jumping and flipping and bouncing off his head and whatnot. I'm not saying Sami Zayn isn't dope, but like, we, there's other people in line, baby. Like somebody else could be taking that spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, him and him and Nakamura put on a hell of a match on Monday. That was, that, yeah, that's that's where that's where you start to think, oh, okay, maybe it would make sense to have him there. And I guess you know, this is just a whole conversation of do wins matter? Sometimes they do, like in these in these small instances. But oh man, I, I, I guess the the last question here about this it about the Intercontinental title is that is this just headed to basically a six man match, like a ladder match of some sort at Mania with because because there's no I don't know if there's a clear cut number one after all of that happened on Monday, right? They they, they kind of threw all these names into a hat, it seems, just to see what might stick and then they might yeah. develop it from there. Obviously mm-hmm. they have a, about a month and change to to work it all out. It seems like they're headed toward a multi man. It could be that or maybe some sort of multi-contender match next night, get Gunther, you know, because you got him his final boss. Mm -hmm. You know, the way he's sitting on that uh, IC title, it's like, who's going to take it from him? I I see, I I know we'll get, I'm seeing a lot of multi-night book like that that's not the first storyline right. where the thoughts <laughs> yeah. been we'll do something Saturday to lead to something someday. It's leading that's everything from Seth that Cody Seth mm-hmm. rock situation to an idea of a tag match leading to a, another like there's so much going on with that. It's funny. I, I don't know if Triple H is thinking that way. Yeah. I mean we've seen I, it with the women on the second multi-night WrestleMania 37 when mm-hmm. Natalia and Tamina that's true won the tag titles. So I think, you know, it could be something like that. I think it could happen. I think if they're going to do it, it may be more for rock or like something that feels like make the most uh, use out of that, make the most use out of it, give it the biggest implications, all that stuff. Not saying they couldn't do it with the IT title, but I, I feel like even with these five names, Mm -hmm. give them a raw or two, they should be able to square biz. Whoever is going to be facing Gunther at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'll say this. I it's probably not gonna happen. But the reaction that Dom would get if he won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 40 uh would be I, I don't know if we could I don't know if the crowd could help themselves from cheering. Like they'd obviously want to boo because that's what that's Dom's bit at this mm-hmm. point. But like I think I think people would lose their goddamn minds uh in the, the, in the best of, way possible. Yeah, in the tournament you bring his dad out. Return yeah. of Rey Mysterio. Then all of a sudden, now right. you got people booing Dom. Yeah, <laughs> so it makes sense. Just it all makes bring sense. it back. Yeah, I mean, also you could have it. He wins, and almost kind of like an evolution type thing. Uh, <laughs> Judgment Day turns on him like almost Ooh. immediately. You know right. what I mean? A little I thumbs that, down man. action. Uh, but ooh, da, da, just I, I might I might fantasy book this on WWE 2K after we're done. <laughs> just just to see what Dom will look like. With the any and if he brings back the white belt, oof, it's uh, a yeah. that's a, that's a big big face turn for Dom. All right, we're we're gonna take a quick break here because we've uh we just <laughs> we went through a lot getting through that multi man uh, and trying to figure <laughs> out who who's gonna be the Intercontinental title uh, number one contender. So we'll be right back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. 
featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. There it is. You heard the drop. It is time for They Said What?, the three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ring of Wrestling Show. But we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time, and that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Gregor Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What? We're going with our guys over at Cheap Heat. Brian H., play the clip. The idea of it being a step that if he beats Roman, he gets rock. That's a big deal. That's something plus. So then he would win in theory if he were to win. He'd have to win, right? Yeah. If if he, he wins. Beats both. And then it's, you know, Cody mania. He Cody wins the title on night one, defends the title on night two. Mage. Or is it even for the title? Sure. It's for the title on both nights. But, but now that you said it. <laughs> It's for the title on both nights. I like that. I hate that I would have to put my one down on on Sunday because it's, it's not it's not going in the sky for for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm sorry. This is this is Roman Reigns' symbol of excellence right here. So if if Roman loses and Cody ends up defending the title against uh against the Rock on night two, I'm gonna just get my wall voice ready for that theme music. Hope to hit it a few times when Cody walks out. Oh yeah, you're fully in just, Cody uh, mode at that point. Okay. So, first of all, it's that guy Greg just flipping the script and going right. from Team Bloodline <laughs> to, uh, to a Cody crybaby is <laughs> phenomenal. It's phenomenal work I, I by my guy SCG. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just surprised. We we were surprised. We was ringer tag team bloodline partners, and he just going <laughs> to jump ship. I throw my ones up for the rock. <laughs> so let, let's start there. So mm-hmm. what they've pitched is Cody Roman night one, and I think the reason for me that that I I raise a people's eyebrow at that is. Night one for Cody completing his story or finishing his story just feels a little weird for right. me. Like it, I, again, I get it if you're gonna if that leads into into night two with Rock, mm-hmm. but then it feels like a very bumpy story in that like oh he's he finished his story but now he's adding another chapter to it for no particular reason other than he got slapped right. at a press conference. So that's my only I get from a money standpoint sure i i think that makes a lot of sense from a storyline perspective that's where i'm just it's a little bit of a question mark for me uh yeah and and i i guess my other thought was when you before we knew that the rock was going to be a part of tko and all this other stuff he was saying that the reason they didn't have a match last year rock and roman was because the story didn't feel big enough Sure. I I don't, and I'm not saying that the story right now doesn't feel big enough, but I don't know if what's happened so far feels big enough to where in 30 plus days, the essential end of whatever The Rock has been doing has been a match with Cody on night two. This I I've I've been operating under the assumption that the long gamer, which is what The Rock has been calling himself. This it's not. There's nothing ending in Philadelphia. There's no there. If you, if anything, I would say you would probably want to do Rock and Cody first. I mean, I think there's a reason why yeah. Cody went to Perth and said, "Hey, Rock, uh, where you at? Because we got some unfinished business." I don't even know if that's going to be a singles match at this point, but I it, it feels like we're move, pro wrestling storytelling would be moving towards the end of the story being the championships at the end of the rainbow. And that's where uh, 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 Cody's trying to go. Cause he's trying to take the titles and take everything else that Roman's got. And I think that would start that storyline, not beating Roman and then having a match with the rock. I, it just, it, I don't know where you go from there in terms of what they've already been building. Right. Brian, would you be able to recover as a person? If Cody beats two members of the bloodline in the same weekend, I think you would, we would have to carry you out <laughs> of Lincoln financial. Man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I already feel a certain type of way that that being a smaller stadium gets WrestleMania as opposed mm. to the bank, MT Bank, home of the number one C AFC team, the Ravens. Didn't have to <laughs> sit back and watch Cody beat two of my top five favorites in one weekend? Come on, man. <laughs> Yes. I understand. But but oh, I, Holly, he's look, fed up. Hollywood is fed up. I understand. Look at this. Yeah. Look, no. I'm he's not him. Daniel Bryan. No. <laughs> you know? Um is wait, is that what they were trying to do? Is that them trying to take the two nights and really make like a uh elevated Daniel Bryan? Like it, it's already been the Cody Crybaby Daniel Bryan story. They think that's where it's going I don't, I don't inevitably. Think, I don't think that's where they was going, but just as I think about it, you know. That's what uh, it sounds like. Yeah, I just... But 
Nah, I, I don't know how it'll recover. And I sure don't want to see Roman Reigns <laughs> on night one of WrestleMania. No. That's where I think you probably have to draw the line, right? It's just... <laughs> I mean, if you do see Roman Reigns on night one, you're damn well going to see him on night two as well, right? Yeah. Like, it's going to be... He's going to work <laughs> double duty if he's on night one. It's, it's, there's no way... There's no way he's just going to work night one. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you see Roman on night one, you're not seeing Roman for a while. I can mm. see him losing those titles night one and then being gone, kind of like how it was before he came back and started this whole uh, 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 Roman Reigns ascension with, back when he returned saying, hey, let, All right. let me get them belts back and destroy everything. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised. I, no shade to the cheap heat guys, but I'm surprised that this was a take that came from them. I would have assumed that they would have been looking for the major payday to be the uh, the Roman Reigns match, but I, I was I, I thought Greg was gonna stop the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just how dare you disrespect the tribal chief? And then he he flipped the script. He became, he became a Cody Man, guy. I'm I'm actually there. I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I'm, I'm driving to work. I mean to take my kids to school mm-hmm. and I hear my brother stack guy Greg say that I'm like <laughs> my, my daughter literally just gets out the car so I'm driving through the, the little section to go to the next stop to take my son I'm like had to stop while I'm waiting cars to cross I'm like did I just hear what he said <laughs> like no I'll tell you this I'm, I'm taking a video of SGG's first woe. You know what I mean? Just oh <laughs> with his arm, arms spread out like a Creed yeah, music video. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> We're going to put that on, on Ring of Wrestling TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad the Ring of Wrestling meet and greet is before WrestleMania. Because <laughs> you imagine if it was like right before like Night After Mania uh, Raw After Mania it would be different seeing him it come in there with a Cody Rhodes shirt Oh and, yeah, and, 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 and the Cody neck tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Greg with that big ass neck tattoo would be wild. SGG, if you're listening, talk, that, talk about mage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. SGG, if you're listening, we're we're we'll pay for your uh, your Cody neck tattoo if yeah. you're down. If, if you're uh, down. We'll, <laughs> we'll sit we'll sit in the chair next to you, and it'll be a, it'll be a bo- a great bonding moment for all of us. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're consensus the three of us. Out yeah, on on Roman first, Rock second. Yes. Okay, just just wanted to confirm. Uh, but look, we we have a couple more takes from the Wednesday Worldwide Hotline. Uh, we we got a couple good ones. So uh, Brian, tell us who we got. Let's go to Will first. Okay, I, 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 I want y'all to hear this. What's up, guys? It's Will from Alabama. Um, it's been a minute, and this isn't as much a hot take um, because there's enough going on. But this is more of just like a silly conversation and i'd love to hear what y'all think about it us watching the uh the pandemic money in the bank at headquarters and there was that moment where baron corbin just throws ray mysterio off the roof and you don't see him and like did, did he just kill ray mysterio and so my question is is like what would you say is y'all's like all-time favorite is a weird way to say like <laughs> on-screen murders is not what I'm trying to get across here, but, like, what is your, like, top, like, kayfabe, like, wait, are they dead now moments? Um, just because wrestling is crazy and weird and absurd, and I love every second of it. Also, side note, um, AEW is doing 
a meat madness match. How fast can we get a cease and desist to Jacksonville? Um, big meat classic forever. Y'all take it easy. Worldwide. Wow. This is a, <laughs> this is a wild one. This is a um, great, this is a great call. This is an A plus call. Okay. So I completely agree with that money in the bank. Ray, uh, Corbin throwing Ray off because really, again, we've been trapped in the house for a couple months and then, right. you know, I was just happy to get any type of wrestling, but then this man just committed manslaughter <laughs> like, right. in right. front of all of us and it got weird. Uh, <laughs> let, let's start here. What is your, what is your, what is your best fake favorite fake death on screen? Cause that's, that's up there for me. Because he just made no... Ray showed up the next night, I think. Or the next day on, on Raw. Uh, this is tough. This is tough. My favorite fake death storyline. Um, what was... What WrestleMania was it that The Undertaker had the... Or it wasn't WrestleMania. What, what Undertaker match was where he had the match and then like he was... Was he crucified or something and Royal, like he ascended into the heavens? Royal Rumble 94. That I that image of him, like, cause it was so absurd. Like, so he's dead. Like, not only is he dead, but like he's floating oh. up in, like, like what is going <laughs> I, I I was that's probably when I started tuning out of the Undertaker stuff and didn't tune hmm. back in for a bit. But uh he yeah, also that left was after that. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where it's kind of it, it sticks out just because it absolutely made zero sense to me. <laughs> I remember Dibiase yeah. saying, I may not be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> was on commentary. And yeah, that 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 was wild. <laughs> especially i had a cousin who died like two weeks later and i remember when we found out because he was sick and they was like yeah the undertakers can very come pick him up no shit and i said oh my god but the undertaker was in the casket because back in the day (laughs) children were seen but not heard and you ain't interrupt adult conversations (laughs) and my dad was just like real cool it's another one and i was like it's another one (laughs) (laughs) i was like mark Learning about the world through pro wrestling. Yeah. Oh, there's more than one Undertaker. Yeah. I thought Mark Calloway was going to come to the house <laughs> and pick up the body. Heard there's a body because yeah. you remember that's when you had the funeral parlors all the time. So yeah, like, and he was he was in his vignettes making caskets and whatnot. Bingo! Like you know, it, it made sense. It made sense. Oh man, <laughs> but um, mine is somebody who died the same night. And then came back and won the world title. And that being when uh, the giant got thrown off of the roof in Detroit. Oh, yeah. The monster oh, truck yeah. thing, right? The monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Halloween Havoc 95. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That was, tr- that, was, that was the WC or the Titan. Not, not Titan. It was like the WCW or CNN Tower or something like that. They had that match. Yeah. On. Yeah. Something like that. But, you know, because it, it, it was in Detroit. But mm. they probably, you know, did it there, and you know, it was, it was like, some specific time. Ta- whatever that structure was, it, it, it didn't look like no man was surviving that. And Hogan was like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> no, he's the baby face." They had a blood feud because you know, this is when the giant was coming to re- avenge Andre because he was built as Andre's son, right? And right. he was coming to avenge. Oh Hulk. my god! Yeah. I always forget about that. <laughs> yeah, that's always they, doom. Yeah, yeah. 
sorry. But it was time. it's so crazy because like I remember like, oh man, Andre the Giant got a son. And this and then, and then <laughs> leave it to my grandmother, rest of peace. She goes, Well, he cuter than his father. <laughs> 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 she was she was focused on the important stuff, you know. Right, what I mean? right. <laughs> she knew all that. Uh, so yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, but then he comes back, wins the title the next day. We all remember, you know, Jimmy Hart. He turned his back on Hogan, and then yes. the Yeti, the Yeti, Yeti. The bandages is on. Jesus. The double hug. I'm gonna leave it at <laughs> that. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Ben? Um. So my my favorite fake death moment is probably so this is I don't know if this qualifies but it's still like it's the one that first came to mind. Mm-hmm. It was when <laughs> the big boss man interrupted Big Show's dad's funeral, mm-hmm. and then he hooked the casket up to his car <laughs> and yeah. started driving it around. It was even then. What was that? It was like that was ninety nine. I want to say that, was, yeah, that yeah. was insane. As a kid, I was like. How is this on TV? Also, though, thoroughly entertaining. Like in oh, terms yeah. of how to elevate a wrestling feud, mm-hmm. this is probably up there. Uh, saying, in yeah. terms of how to do it, uh, yes. that was sometimes that that clip will come across, you know, my TikTok feed or whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I watch it every single time. <laughs> uh, it's 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 quite comical. Right. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, 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 a cemetery? What a time! It was in broad daylight. Like what is that? <laughs> broad daylight, they had, <laughs> and they had no security. Right? When they, they 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 knew this man might interrupt the proceedings. Didn't care. This is, how the hell did he do that? So that was that was a great call. Also, uh, shout out to Will for looking out for us and defending the Big Meat Classic. Right? Uh, yeah. We've. <laughs> I'm look. We didn't come up with this idea, big, you know, Biggie, and therefore I know he gives credit to Xavier Woods for a lot of the the you know the first thinking about this. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say there's a lot there's a lot of momentum now. Ever since we've we re put the Big Meat Classic back on at the forefront. Yes. Now now AEW is literally doing a version of it. Meat, meat madness. madness. I told my homie Math though they were doing meat madness. He almost he almost choked on his entire <laughs> lunch. It it, it it just it it didn't watching after watching that uh, uh puzzling Wardlow promo on Dynamite last week, and then them mentioning that both Wardlow and Hobbs were part of a meat madness match. <laughs> I like it, it because AEW's pro wrestlers aren't normally that size, like, I don't know what they're... I, like, I don't know if a Meat Madness match is just three big guys in one match. Like, I don't know if... Do they get meat at the end of the match? Like, do they get a belt <laughs> with meat? Like, like what's the I, what's the end game for the Meat Madness match winner? No, there, there needs to be more. You're right. There, there's... They haven't really completed what the actual picture of this match should be. Because this is, it's not even sponsored. Can we get a sp- meat sponsor attached right. to this? If if AEW is going to do anything, it's going to Cracker Barrel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody sponsoring the meat. Oscar Meyer. Can we get Oscar something? Meyer. It may eat. Matter of fact, who is it that put out the? Is it the cheese? The the, the oh, it, I just saw that. It's a uh, it, oh, that's a uh, KFC. K, maybe KFC is going to be sponsoring it. The KFC cheese. Is going to be sponsored Meat Madness because that's a that's a madness of a meat meal. <laughs> <laughs> Shout 
Shout out to KFC. They're not a sponsor here. But, not sponsored. Uh, but, no, that cheese looks insane. The cheese? <laughs> well, look, if you. You should take a video of you watching the Meat Madness match eating a cheese and I and I think that's uh, that would fulfill the you know <laughs> the the obligation there. Something, yeah, there's some, yeah. There's some uh, trophy that you'll win for that. Yeah, rest in peace to your stomach too. Uh, let's. I know we have we have one more call. So Brian, why don't you fire it up? All right, our good friend Stephanie Hardy. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's your girl Stephanie Hardy of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and Daily DDT, and I have a hot take for you guys. I just finished watching NXT, and with the way that the Tony D'Angelo, um, Carmelo Hayes, Ilya Dragunov standoff went with the contract signing leading up to Roadblock, I feel like since Carmelo now has to fight Tony D'Angelo to qualify to fight Ilya for the title, I feel like with Trick Williams being out of the picture and him, you know, possibly coming back um, at Roblox, maybe. Um, if Tony is the last person to possibly, like, fight Ilya, then NXT might be missing an opportunity to have two black men main event stand and deliver this year because Trick and everybody wants to see Trick get his lick back. And it would be great, but then it would be even greater if he took the title off Carmelo just to, you know, make it even sweeter. So I feel that they're missing an opportunity to possibly have Trick and Melo main event stand and deliver during a history-making weekend. Um, that is, of course, headlined by Cody and Roman again. But at the same time, Trick and Melo, with all the work that they've done with this long-term story, they deserve to main event stand and deliver and make history in that way, being the first two um, black men to main event during a WrestleMania weekend. But of course, you guys can let me know what you guys think if you hear this at all. So, thanks. Bye. Okay. Yeah, first of all, she's right. I, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know how they are... They haven't even started to dabble in this road yet of setting up Trick versus Mello for Santa Liver. And obviously, Ilya is the champion, so I get it. I feel, don't you feel like Trick's going to get involved in this match in some capacity? He's either going to cost him the title or cost him the title opportunity. And that sets up Trick Mello for standing to deliver just a one-on-one -on -one match. But without the title, I don't know. It kind of feels mid-cardy. There's... I, oof, I, 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 I agree because I think there's two ways that you, you're thinking about it, right? The one is obviously if you're injecting Carmelo into an NXT title feud in the midst of this Trick Mellow gang breakup situation, the obvious thought is, well, we could get Carmelo to be champion at Stand and Deliver and have Trick Williams be the one to face him. Plus, because Trick just faced uh, Dragunov not too long ago yep. before all this stuff yep. happened. Or you're going to get... <laughs> the, the Tony D... I don't... I, no disrespect, Tony D'Angelo. I didn't understand it. Like I, I don't check for him at all. I imagine it'll be a decent match, but like I, I would, I was not trying to see any of that into the story that was already going on. You may, you could also be getting a situation where Tony wins. It's him and Dragon off at Stand and Deliver. You're getting an ill, mellow and trick match at Stand and Deliver that may be a semi-main or whatever, or. And this is the thing I don't think 
I was surprised Steph Hardy didn't say this. Mello wins mm-hmm. at Roadblock. Mm-hmm. Sets up a match between Mello and Dragunov. Trick is coming back. I mean, uh, Shawn yeah. Michaels, is, he's, he's, he's brilliant at making these stories that feel just like I just saw him back 20, 30 years ago. I, I, Trick is coming back. Trick, he just lost the match. He ain't that far from the top. You could have a uh, you could have a situation where Ava, who was more than happy to pick up a contract and step aside while Tony D'Angelo stood there and talked about the conversation they had before all this other stuff was on going on on TV. I could see her totally inserting Trick into the match, being like, "Bet y'all got beef. You won the you won the right Trick." He would probably have a rematch, or he probably he's probably up in number one, number two. It makes sense, and then just make it a triple threat. It could be a situation yeah. where you because you don't you don't have to pin Dragonoff. I imagine Dragonoff's going to be there for a minute. I don't know what Carmelo Hayes' situation is going to be after Stand and Deliver, but everybody thinks he's going to the main roster. So if he's losing, you could have Dragonoff not get pinned. You could have trick beat mellow and win the title and put a cap on that storyline and get trick to be the guy that we all know he's going to be. And you can also flip Dragunov, right? And if, have him and become can, a heel. Cause he's had you some, can do whatever you want there, right? He's had some heel, healy antics the past couple of weeks. Not he's right full. There. He's yeah, right there. He's on the border of flipping. Is that Brian triple threat at stand and deliver with those three? Are you in? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm down. <laughs> we need, I mean, we need both of them in the title picture. Like, again, they have the three of them have some unresolved issues, mm-hmm. right? So I think that would make a lot of sense. And it would be more different than last year's where it was just straight up Mellow and Braun for the title, right? Which was, right. which was, which was a good match, but to kind of give it something else, adding a, th- you know, WWE does good triple threat matches in general and they don't run a lot of them. You know these days, but I think that would be that would be phenomenal for NXT. And you could you could do way worse than having a triple threat with Dragonoff and Mello being two of the people in there. And then no yeah. no shade to Trick. I mean, Trick's a new. He, I don't want to call him a pup, but like he's only been there for so long. And Mello and Dragonoff have ran that race in yeah. front of our eyes multiple times the last year and changed or over eight months. I think they were saying last month night. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's it would be a banger. It'd be a great opportunity for Trick to really get some shit off. But between, you know, two really seasoned uh, competitors. It's like when you had the Rock, Triple H, and Kurt Angle, SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, you got the two. Kurt Angle was still in WWE green. uh, Right. uh, Compared to those two, yeah. Yeah, and there was that personal feud because Stephanie was, you know, getting the hots for Kurt Angle, but they both wanted the championship. And then Rock and Triple H always had their personal issues. Kurt Angle and The Rock was developing personal issues. And that's the thing right here. Like, Dragunov and Trick, it's about the title. It's not necessarily personal. But Dragunov has that issue with Melo. It's like, dude, you really trying to throw me under the bus for something you did, fool. So, yeah. it's just, man, that would, that would be great. And Dragunov still gets that moment, too, that deserving to be higher on the card and, you know, be right. a main eventer before, you know. Because he'll probably go to the main roster before right. them. Yeah. 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 Well, big shout out to everyone who left us voicemail that they said what takes. Uh, you know, we can't get to all of them, but we promise we'll get to as many as we can every week. Uh, peep the description of this episode for the number to call in. Drop your take 
and we'll do our best to get them on the show. Uh, before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and hit on tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT. And we'll talk about one a little bit more in depth. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? After all that talk about Carmelo Hayes, and I'm sorry, Brian H. Waters, if this is your pick, but uh, Jada Parker, Jada Parker, Jada Parker. I was I was so glad when they announced that match because Gigi Dolan is someone that's kind of had movement in NXT mm -hmm. for a bit. Yep. I was scared, but I was, and when I saw, uh, shout out to Ariana Grace, you did mm -hmm. your thing last night, girl, because uh, Jada Parker needed that win. I, I I'm all about Jada Parker right now. There we go, <sighs> Brian. What do you have? It, it's the same. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna say the women's division mm -hmm. because okay. we had it was a beautiful thing. We had many, many black women on one show. You know, we had Hispanic women. We had so much diversity. But yeah, watching you know Roxanne and um, Jakara Jackson. Mm -hmm. then like the opening match Kalani Jordan finally taking a step I've been waiting to see with her and Kiana James and just the way it ended was beautiful uh, you know sometimes you just need those type of losses like it's one thing to get pinned but then it's another thing when somebody interferes so yeah. just the women's in general there we go uh, mine was Sean Spears coming back I was <laughs> legitimately surprised yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that he was back it's been a while i think since i've been legitimately surprised like that mm -hmm. uh I, I i kind of assumed it was maybe bo dallas that might be doing ah. it that might that might be filling that gap but Boom. sean spears coming back uh and again as sean spears not as ty dillinger right um, so that was that was cool to see um so and hopefully he gets uh because he had a really good run his first time around in nxt and obviously the main roster call up didn't exactly right. work out for him right. but Interested to see him back as Sean Spears mm -hmm. um, over there. Uh, looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, it's the one thing you're looking forward to most. Brian, what do you got? They saying this is final Dynamite Sting. Um, yeah, I, I just want to. I want to be positive and celebrate one of my top three favorite WCW wrestlers of all time. And you know, let's see what it. I, I'm like. So he ain't going to come after his retirement match just to say goodbye. So if this is his final dynamite, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Okay. Cal, what do you have? I, uh, I'm going to say Will Ospreay. I don't know what Will Ospreay is going to be doing. I just watched uh, Will Ospreay and Michael Oku, their match from Rev Pro High Stakes earlier this month. And uh, sheesh, if he's going to be working, if him and Takeshita have a match even close to that at Revolution, uh, this weekend, I, I will be uh, very happy. But yeah, I, I want to see what how they're going to insert him into the mix. There we go. Uh, looking forward to this um, BCC versus Eddie Kingston and FTR. They clearly don't know what to do exactly with Moxley. At all. <laughs> they just kind of keep, keep throwing him in these tag matches and these multi-man matches. Um, but hey, he's working. Yeah, shout out to him. But I think this should be, this should be a good one. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And guys... That is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ring of Wrestling show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ring of Wrestling show feed. 
Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on Twitter, at Cal Dub on Instagram, Threads, TikTok. But it's it, like I always say, it is never about me. Brian H. Waters, where can they find you? And where can they find us? Uh, you can find me at Brian H. Waters on X, Threads, TikTok, Facebook page, Brian H. Waters talk show host. But more importantly, Ringer Wrestling. Make sure you follow us on TikTok. We've been, uh, shout out to everybody who's been following us on there. I can definitely see uh, we making our presence known. Shout out to Ben on the floor at <laughs> WWE Raw and just getting that exclusive content. Got to see Pat McAfee lead the crowd to wish Michael Cole a happy birthday. That's crazy. So, <laughs> Love it. Shout out to Pat ben. McAfee, uh, his his giant ass belt buckle, which you can see from <laughs> the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> Just an incredible, incredible fashion choice. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Cruise Controls, Control with a K, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Threads, but of course, at Ring of Wrestling, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. Check us out, especially on this road to WrestleMania. We've we've got a lot more stuff cooked up for everybody uh thank you very much to brian hollywood waters for producing this episode making us sound better than we should gentlemen thank you as always for the graps chat everyone else we will catch you next week worldwide this episode is brought to you by lululemon Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.